All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're watching Leafs Morning Tape with host Nick Alberta and former NHLer Jay Rosehill. The show starts now. All right, what's good? It's the Friday edition here of Leafs Morning Take. Nick Alberga and Jay Rosil presented by Botano. And I won't lie, usually on Fridays are like a chill, subdued show. But I, it's anything but today, Rosie, for a variety of reasons. How are you? Not bad. Driving a coffee in me. Ready to shovel the driveway for the second day in a row. And one of those days where you wake up and you're like, oh, things are good. And then you remember what happened last night, even though you weren't buckled. And then you get kind of a gross little feeling in your stomach. So there's a good and a bad feeling for me right now. Uh, Shohei Otani watch is officially on here in Toronto. This could be the day that we find out. Like this could make or break my weekend. It can make or break my niece's birthday on Saturday. It can make or break the rest of my 30s, quite frankly. Could make or break the next half a decade of <laughs> baseball in Toronto, man. I mean, that would be a just just a massive, massive get. I mean, boy, that would blow the top off that place. I'd be like coming in to watch Jay's games and stuff. I mean, why not? That guy's that good. Yeah. So we look forward to that. Uh, we also look forward to finding out the extent of Joseph Wall's injury. For some reason, it seems to have that feeling of like somebody dying. Like last time I checked, he's going to come back. Uh, it just shows you that people have absolutely zero belief in Ilya Samsonov. And again, we've had this conversation throughout this season, but also Martin Jones, I think, deserves a lot of credit. We're going to talk about him over the next 20 minutes for sure. But talk Leafs fans off the ledge. It's a rough feeling today. And luckily, a lot of those Leafs fans are Jays fans. <laughs> yeah, maybe they'll get overshadowed with some good news. But, uh, you know, I don't know. People are going to say, Oh, it's a small sample size. Come on, relax. But that's my point with this thing. The small sample size, the the amount of time he's had to impress and the amount of things he's done in that time is why I feel it's such a loss, is why it's devastating because this guy's trajectory was was so steep and he'd accomplished so many things. And I mean, people, uh, we're, we're close to it. We dissect it every day. Uh, people are going to say, oh, what the hell do they do to you when you're Stanley Cup? It's like, okay, relax, dude. I'm talking about a young kid coming to the playoffs last year, huge expectations, check mark, coming in ready to go for camp, you know, could have a little bit of a slump or a little bit of reality sits in, check mark, he handles that, comes in time and time again, just keeps getting better. I mean, 
some of those stops that that he had last night in particular were world beaters, man. Like highlight reel, save the game. You bail the guys out. And I mean, when you have an offense like ours, maybe some defensive holes and then a goalie playing like that, though, that's the shit that gets you into another round of playoffs and steals games in the playoffs. And I mean, the sun was so bright for him. And it's not that it's not anymore, but it's like, God, we just, of course, get it snatched away right when he's he's shining brightest and taking that another step. It, it sucks, but it's it's like I said last night, I think maybe it's the right time in the season for it to happen. If it's going to happen, it just it just sucks, though, man. I mean, there's no other way to, to spin it. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, make sure to go check out our YouTube page at the Leafs Nation 401. Uh, we thought the story was big enough where we had to do an immediate reaction video, which we did last night. So it was an instant reaction like an hour after the game ended in Canada. And we responded and talked about the Joseph Wall injury, what it means, what it means for Martin Jones moving forward. So make sure you go check that out. But, you know, I think if there's a time for somebody to get hurt, I mean, there never is. I'm actually staying relatively optimistic. Like, I rather it happen now. I'm right there with you. It's so unfortunate because to me, that's the big story of last night's game is the fact that they win and they didn't play well. And Joseph Wall was incredible. Like, how many odd man rushes do you want to give the opposition? That's my question. The, the terrible line changes, the breakaway saves. Like, this guy was insanely good on Thursday night. And it's just maybe it's karma for the whole John Klingberg situation, man. That's all I can think of right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It kind of um, overshadows the piss poor defensive play, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. you know, at least it's something good to talk about. At least it's not in the back of your net every single time. And you got a guy capable of uh, keeping you in a game, obviously, which is what these guys have needed. And it came from within, which is fantastic. And you know, go down the line for 25 years if you want and see, you know, who the goaltenders have been and, and who's who's stepped up to expectations, who's been the world beater. You know, there's not a lot of them. It's a tough market to play, especially that position. It just seemed like this kid's kind of built for it. He's been prepping for it. You know, every little thing I hear about his background and his development and his little stone stepping stones along the way have just been nothing short of fantastic. And he's continued to do that in the NHL in that short sample size, which is even more impressive. So yeah, it's a hit to us. I, I, I lean my focus to Samsonov and to Elsner to see, you know, what, how many, what, what's it going to be the next 20 games? Like we're hanging on in the wild card spot, you know, as it is in and around there, are we going to go 500 or can we go 750? You know, with these guys, what's Sammy going to do? Is he going to is he going to step up or is he going to continue to struggle? It's all yet to be seen, but uh, not the position you want to be in right now. Also, not the end of the world. So you got to kind of keep things in perspective. Say this shit happens. It's it's not like this happened in in early April. Temper your expectations, but man, he was he was on fire there last night, and he's played fantastic, and he's going to be out for a considerable amount of time. Is my best guess. My notes were funny last night. It was like, uh, wall robs Tarasenko, wall robs Tarasenko, wall robs Matthew Joseph on a breakaway, wall robs uh, Josh Norris. Like, it just kept going and going, and I'm like, ah, oh, here we go. And the worst part about it, they go to TV break right when wall goes down. Like, hey, we'll be back here from Canada. And it's like, how? <laughs> like, I need that camera focused, absolutely focused on Joseph Wall until he leaves the ice. Then they come back. Of course, you got Revo there helping him to the bench. Can't put any weight on his left leg. And it's like, man, this is just so typical Toronto. But again, if there's an injury to happen, I'd rather it now. And again, last time I checked, I brought this up like a month ago. Guy Boucher is supposed to be the best defensive wizard of his time, was he not? Like he's known for the trap back in the day with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Where is this guy? I mean, they want him to be the next head coach, right? So it's your time to shine. Let's play some trap hockey. Let's win some two one hockey games. Well, they're certainly not playing the trap, and I don't <laughs> no. really know what they're playing. Like the opposite of the trap. That's like least, far like, left wing your league hockey. Yeah, I mean, like a, a left wing lock is a is a good way to try to to try to you know not get broken down in the in the neutral zone. Those odd man rushes. It's supposed to you know wedge a team into you know, a certain side of the ice where you're protecting it. And I don't know what they're playing, but it seems like a free for all. It <laughs> seems like it's hundred percent offense first. And it's just like, hopefully we don't turn the puck over here. Cause there's no one paying attention to the puck going South. Everyone's going North. And it's just a offensive mentality where, I mean, uh, 
you got to clean it up, man. And whether the guys aren't capable of doing it, I don't know if I believe that. I think any team at the NHL level can play a structurally sound defensive game. And I just think they're too heavily tilted towards the offense. And, you know, on the bright side, you look at the defensemen. I mean, five points amongst three guys. Brody and McCabe chipping in with two apples each. Those are nice things to happen. But every time we talk about this team and doing well and and where we want to see it shored up, it's just constantly like, yeah, offensively we can get hot, no doubt. There's some firepower, but we're we're, we're just letting way too many, way too many odd man rushes, way too many chances against, way too many blunders, way too many hiccups, way too many turnovers, and it's just like, fuck, man, like when. Are you going to learn that you'd be at the top of the league if you cleaned that up? And I wonder how much attention they're paying to that. And they're like, you say, Guy Boucher, is he allowed to like implement a system of defensive um, coverage or not? Like, well, I'm not sure what they're playing. It's still weird to me to see the Leafs like goalieing the opposition. And quite frankly, it's it's been I, fun to watch as a Leafs fan to see Joseph Wall play the way he has the last little while. So in mere moments, we'll jump back into that game. I know you wanted to touch on something that happened actually in Luke Shen's game. So we got Luke Shen coming up. In about 15 minutes, we actually spent about 20 minutes with Shenner the other night teeing up his uh, revenge game, his second return to Scotiabank Arena. So that's coming up in about 15 minutes from now. But you wanted to tackle something that happened late in Shenner's game last night, the National Predators at home to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, this Austin Watson, like, <clears throat> just recklessly at the end of the game, at the buzzer's going, it's 5-1. He's just mad. Takes an absolute, like, as big of a clapper as you can take like like he's doing the the hardest shot competition <laughs> and just nails who's that little jeremy lozon yeah lozon yeah like what are you doing man like i understand getting mad and, and clapping it down to like wrapping the glass and shit and the guys do that at the end of the game all the time but you clap it right down the dead center of the ice right at a guy and then he's like, oh, man, I went over to see if he was okay. And I'm like, I don't give a shit if you did that. Why? What were, where was your head at? Like, explain. Like, look at Boom. Cock straight. The guy is closer to him than the red line. And he's standing on the blue line. And he absolutely wires it. And, I mean, there is a reason I didn't. I'd rather fight three times in a game than block 100 shots because – I mean, you get that clapper right in the ankle, like where your shin pad meets the your laces in between there. Your foot swells up like crazy. You get it right above your shin pad in between your your hockey pants. That thing blows your knee up and you're swollen and limping for like it's never good to take those clappers. They rarely hit where they're supposed to. And this is such an unnecessary thing. Like, what's his excuse? Oh, I didn't mean to hit him. Were you trying to go six inches wide of him? Like that's just fucking reckless anyways. Were you try, you're going to tell me you're trying to just clap that in the corner away from everyone? You're in the NHL, but are you telling me you missed that shot by 15 feet? You're just, It's completely reckless and stupid. And you go back and look at his history, and he's known to do some pretty stupid things on his own already. Like, I just need an explanation from, like, what the hell are you doing? I would have jumped that guy and fed him his goddamn lunch <laughs> as hard as I could, saying, you're out of your mind. Like, that's just, like, not like, oh, you snowed our goalie. Oh, you were reckless with our D-man going back for a puck. You just took a clapper and wired it at a guy trying to hurt him with zero seconds left in a 5-1 game. I'm just, I would love to see an explanation. I I heard him, some about him going over to see if he was all right. But I just, that's wildly stupid. I know it's hypothetical, but all I could think about when watching that clip over and over again as I laid in bed last night was, what would the Leafs do? (laughs) Everything goes back to the Leafs. Like, I was laughing last night. I think it was Ridley Grigg, who's like a two-year player in the league, Snow Joseph Wall. We'll give him the complete stare down. I think somebody, don't do that, buddy. Don't do that. Stop it. Don't snow our goalie. But I could only wonder, like, I, I think it was a decent response by the Nashville Predators. I think sometimes you want to give players the benefit of the doubt. Watson played for the Nashville Predators. But, man, again, you don't want to accuse anybody of anything. But watching that clip, like, I think he meant to do that. And maybe we don't know the extent of it. Maybe it was a long game. Maybe it was you know, battling back and forth with Lozon. But ultimately, I'm like, what would the Leafs do in that scenario? You know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Probably a similar thing, depending on who's on hey, the Hey, you want to play Fortnite after the game? Yeah, maybe. I, I wish. <laughs> I just watched some teams out there and the way they play with that snarl and do not screw with us type yeah. of attitude. And I wish yeah. we had more of it. But we don't right now. But um, yeah, I know. Like, I at first, I was trying to give them the benefit of the doubt too, going, well, yeah. 
he's just mad. And he's trying to wire it in the corner and didn't. And then I'm like, he's so close to him. He does not try to put it in the corner. He hits it cock straight right down the, the dots where the D-man's standing. He's not like way down there. It was just ridiculous. I remember yeah. Pronger doing that in the playoffs at some point in time. And it was totally a message sent. See you next game. Like F you guys. I don't, I can't see how it could be anything but that on this one. And to hammer the guy and drop, I'm like, it's as, as disrespectful and reckless as it gets, man. I just, I want to hear this guy's, I'm really curious to hear his explanation for what the hell was going through his head. Uh, I love this comment from Atomic Leaf. Tavares would have given him the, the skunk eye. That's about it. That's the Tavares special. The skunk eye, then you look down like nothing happened. <laughs> I'm, I'm ripping these guys too much. I got a regulation victory. We're feeling good, even though Joseph Wall went down. So we're going to jump into that. But if you're looking for a gift idea this holiday season, uh, you're in luck. How about some nation gear? Order by December 10th to receive your nation gear before the holidays. Visit nationgear.ca to check out our latest collections, Nation Gear. .ca. Uh, at the Leafs Nation 401, where you can subscribe on YouTube. Again, go back and uh, check out our instant reactions to the Joseph Wall injury on Thursday night. Leafs Morning Take, uh, wherever you find your podcasts as well as we roll into the appetizer brought to you by DoorDash. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off, up to $10 in value and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. When you download the DoorDash app, enter code NATION25. That's code NATION25. Uppercase for your first order with DoorDash. Offer valid in Canada, subject to change. Terms apply. So I don't want to bury the lead because, again, Joseph Wall is the big story, man. But uh, Kumbaya, they won a regulation game for the first time since November 17th. I actually crunched the numbers. That was their first regulation victory in North America because the last one happened in Sweden in 26 days. It was long overdue, but Rosie, they 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 tried really, really hard to blow it late, didn't they? Yeah, I mean they get that two goal lead a couple of times. It's always it's always nice the to get that shit. little fresh. Same shit they, with this team every they time. Seem to, they seem to like to make it tight. Claude Giroux comes in. Gets There's it a point. Close. We called it. We called it. Yeah, well, you did for sure. Well, I guess we kind of both did, but yeah, yeah, we knew that was. I had money on G to to score. He did late. Every time. Um, I don't know. I mean, just take the good. Just take the good when it comes. You know, regulation win. If they don't get that second go-ahead goal when when the Sens are pressing on them to tie it up, you know they don't they don't pull this off in regulation and and they did what they needed to do to win and and they got it done. So that's I'm just going to focus on that man. Um, okay. They sure have had a lot of tight games. Um, if you're betting on Batano and you get that uh, that tie, that's always in the plus like three hundreds pushing it, man. You could have made some money in the last month, but uh, they pulled it off. So let's be positive. Aren't you process guy though? Am I a process guy? Your yeah, process the, guy, dude. I don't know. I think a lot of not losing, or they're not going to overtime and winning in regulation, yeah. and that's part of the process. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, they got the win. That's great. Bravo to them. But the the thing, like, how many games are you going to need your goalie to steal the spotlight? Because this has been like five or six in a row where the goaltending has been really good, namely Joseph Wall, and that's why people are a bit nervous now with Joseph Wall going down. There's a lot of concerns for me, man. Like, it's great that Nylander scores. It's great that Marner scores. Austin Matthews' game, dude, I don't know where it's at right now, but th this ain't the guy that they paid a, a bajillion dollars to. Like, defensively, like, if you want to get paid that money, and again, I'm very careful when ripping Austin Matthews because I think he's an elite talent. He, on, on a hand, you can count how good this guy is. Top five player in the league, bar none. But he's been a ghost lately. I mean, you, you got to call a spade a spade. Defensively, He's scaring the shit out of me. Go watch that game last night. It was comparable to like watching me play beer league hockey. Like the 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 4-3 goal from G shouldn't have happened. Like the, the turnovers, the pizzas up the middle, like it's some scary stuff right now. And like we're a month removed from Halloween, man. I know. It's very loose, man. It's very loosey-goosey. Yeah. There's no <clears throat> I mean, to turn a puck over in that league, it is it's like nothing I have seen before. It goes the other way so fast. The transition is so quick that the teams jump on those loose pucks when you're being careless with them. And it goes the other way so damn quick. And it's like the Leafs don't respect that. And they don't, they don't get worried or disgusted when they turn it over and it goes the other way. And it's like, there's no, 
before like i don't know why they don't care like Man. obviously keith isn't chewing them a new asshole when they did you see nylander's interview i believe with claire hannah after the game no i don't think it was on that feed it was like ah, oh. he like he like joked about it and i was looking at my screen he's like ah oh. I had a very costly turnover right before I scored and he like laughed about it. I'm like, Oh my God, man, these guys aren't learning. Like, I know it's insane to like, you know, microanalyze game 24, whatever was the season, but like, are these guys truly learning? Like if you're laughing at you like that on national TV, man, it's like, man, they're going to get a rude awakening in the springtime. It kind of goes back to the coaching thing I was talking about probably yeah. earlier this week. I'm like, what's the mentality? Like, what message are you sending to the room? Like, it seems like they kind of rule the roost around there. Um, they they have tons of confidence in themselves. They don't get down on themselves really enough when things aren't going well. Like, it's just kind of like I'm unreal no matter what I do out there. And that that interview you're talking about sounds like it speaks to just that. Like, ah, like almost gave the game away, but oh, well, at least we squeaked one out. And it's like, if, if Joseph Wall wasn't playing that way for the amount of time that he was playing, like that could have been like, that could have been a 4-2, you know, in the third period chasing the game like like crazy. And it wasn't that way simply because of the way he he stood out there and and made those massive saves on on chances that are otherwise goals 90% of the time. Yeah. But yeah, like what's the mentality in that room? Do you get your ass chewed out for making those turnovers? I remember it, it was so unacceptable to turn the puck over when we have possession in that league because it's so costly. And it's like, it's just like, it's not, doesn't seem to be mentioned. Doesn't seem to be a high priority. Doesn't seem to be something guys fear or, or do everything to avoid. And like you say, when you notice Austin Matthews out there, he's, he's capable of being a ghost. He's capable of going away it's possible where you only see, you know, his Jersey. The only thing you see him do for an entire period or two or three is turn the puck over and, and watch the puck go the other way. And I mean, when you go back to the playoff losses that guys, that this team's been in, in the last few years, that's exactly what's going on. It's like, where Mm -hmm. is this guy? Like he's nowhere. And it's him and Marner kind of just kind of trying to do some things on the outside, hoping that the the game opens up to them and turnovers and, oh gosh, I got to kind of back check again. It's like, Jesus, dude, like I, I wish there was some of that urgency and some of that F you when, when it's not, when the game's not easy to them, but I, I don't know, man. It, yeah. It's concerning. It is definitely concerning. Again, I, I don't want to be that doom and gloom guy. I know in, in my career in broadcasting, I've been labeled as that guy who's like never going to be happy. That's not the case. Okay. They, they won the game. I just think it's important to stress when you see shit like that from like a star player, like even Nylander thought was better last night, but I, I, I think he's, he's been a passenger for five, six, seven games now. Uh, Marner's been MIA, but he scores the big time goal yesterday. He's got four in the last three, but there were some positives. Like again, aside from Joseph Wall and that whole story, the bottom six chips in David camp scores a goal. I thought the third line was fantastic. That tic-tac-toe play. Like there's a lot of positives to build off, but, Again, you, you need you need your key players to drive the engine. And I know it's an 82-game slate. You're not going to have it every game. But it concerns me that we're at the quarter, quarter point of the season and we really haven't seen these guys play as a one cohesive unit. Like, it really does. Yeah, I know. I want to see that, like, 60-minute game where you shut the door. You're like, wow. Play very, play very disciplined. Bury your chances. Protect your goaltender. And just like, wow, that was a clinic. We haven't had that. It's kind of been this this track meet, loop and shoot, and hopefully we outscore them. And, oh, huge chance against. Oh, odd man rush. Oh, Garner <laughs> buries that one. Oh, Willie walked a couple guys. It's like, yeah, that's fun to watch, and that's exciting, but it's not sustainable going into the playoffs. And like you say, it's, you know, we're looking at Christmas here creeping up and we haven't seen those guys play a 60 minute solid shut the door game. No one's beaten us tonight type of game. It's always like, see what happens, loop and shoot, you know, string it yeah. along. And hopefully when the dust settles, you did enough offensive to, to cover your defensive woes. It's like, fuck man, that's not, that's not good enough. That's not what we need. That's not how you're going to win a series. And I, I just can't help but feel like that's not being preached in that locker room. Yeah, it's a, it's a scary situation again, but we're not even at Christmas yet. So I'm going to just take a, a step back, let this breathe a bit. Um, somebody asked in the chat too, it's 11 of 23 games that have gone extra time for this team. They've played eight consecutive one-goal games. That's got to be very taxing on the team, but I thought they stepped up. 
won't lie. Like Benoit takes that penalty. I'm like, they're going to blow this and I'm going to win my money and we're going to go to OT because I obviously you have to bet on Leafs games going to OT, but they found a way to shut the door. And again, kudos to Martin Jones. That's a tough spot to come into. Never mind making your, your team debut. And I, I thought he, he shut the door. The G goal shouldn't have happened. They, they should have got the puck out. Like some, like they, they make some plays sometimes and you're like, man, like, what are you doing? Like, again, it, it's easy for me to analyze watching from my beautiful couch to another. And I understand the stress of, of being a player and the pressure and fatigue sets in and you just can't make a play and your, your mind's all scrambly. But there was a couple instances last night where I'm like, holy crap. There was one with Matthew Nyes, but then he atoned for that. But that's going to be a young, young, uh, you know, mistake that players make and stuff like that. But uh, there's a lot to clean up, right, as we roll on here, right? There is, yeah. There's there's yeah. parts they need to clean up, and everyone does. We we analyze. Sometimes you'd say we overanalyze, but you got to watch. You know the goals we score. The other teams are having brain dead plays and blunders and bad changes yeah. and defensive breakdowns and giveaways, and we capitalize on them too. It's part of the game, but you know our expectations are pretty high, and and we analyze it thoroughly. So you know we're expecting, you know, at this point in this team's juncture where they're at and where they expect to go, we expect. We expect some some pretty high end play and some pretty disciplined play, and you know we haven't been getting it consistently. And you know it's okay to point that out. I think Wendy's is letting you win real food with your fantasy teams this year with the Wendy's Daily Face Off Survivor Pool. Sign up to play the Daily Face Off Survivor Pool to win weekly prizes like the new chicken strips and French toast sticks from Wendy's and the Wendy's app. Head on over to DailyFaceOffSurvivor.com to play today. That's DailyFaceOffSurvivor.com to play. And uh, again, we're about five minutes or so from the Luke Shen interview, but we got to preview the game first, right? Coming up Saturday night, Ryan O'Reilly returns. Heard the interview yesterday. Go back to check that out at the Leafs Nation 401, uh, the Ryan O'Reilly interview from Thursday. And then we doubled up with some Luke Shen and the second meeting of the season. I'm sure you remember this game back on October 28th. The Leafs puked all over themselves in Nashville. They barely showed up for that game. Lost 3-2. I want to see a response. And Last thing, and ask you this question, and I think there's one simple answer. It's Martin Jones who starts Saturday night, right? Oh. Well, I don't know. Like, Ilya Samsonov he has the flu of the century. Like, he, he's he even back up last night. I, I don't think there's any scenario where you throw Sammy in there tomorrow. Yeah, no, I mean, he hasn't. Well, he had practiced, but left early. It's Martin I Jones. It's, yeah. I think you, you might as well. You you go with him and try to get him into the NHL game speed. He he went in and got a little taste, cold as hell, not exactly ideal for him, and and performed the whatever eight, ten shots that he got. Yeah, you probably go with him, give Sammy another day to get ready and and then and they you got know, three and four. They got they got Nashville Saturday, then the two games in New York, Islanders and Rangers. So Yes. So I think at that point in time when you get to the island and get to to New York you try to have Sammy ready to go and say, like, you got to think this is Sammy's time to take the crease and we're going to ride help, Sammy as hard as we can have him step up. He's going to be our guy. And hopefully that yin and yang that we always wanted with mm -hmm. these two starting goaltenders. Um, now we need Sammy to be the number one guy and we'll kind of relay, rely on Elliot when, when Sammy needs a break or, you know, I, I just hope that Ian he doesn't Jones, struggle. Yeah. Like my nightmare is them to go to New York, get him in there. I don't know what's his level of energy. What's his body feeling like? I mean, having the flu, you're usually dehydrated and stuff, but you know, the resources available to them. I think you should be able to snap out of it with every last supplement and nutrient and IV bags and all the rest of it should be ready to go. My fear is just like, get him in there. He's not, he doesn't have his timing. He doesn't have his angles. He doesn't have his energy. He's not feeling it. He gets lit up. He gets pulled. And then it's like, who the hell is the starting goalie for the Maple Leafs? Uh, that's kind of my worry. But I, I've had faith in Sammy from the get go, and I am, I am hoping that he's ready to rock and that he's going okay. Enough pissing around. I don't have wool nipping at my ankles anymore. It's my crease. I got to go out and take it. And he's done it before. I hope he's ready to do it again. And again, th this is why they brought in Martin Jones. Like we talked about the. Oh, I keep the calling him Elliot for crying out loud. Jesus. Pardon me. I called him Elliot like twice. I know, I I, that's, know it's been your thing. It's because we we did that whole thing in the off season about Brian Elliott being linked to the Leafs, and obviously Martin yeah. Jones is the guy who signs. But this is why they picked up Martin Jones for situations like this. It's such a volatile position. Somebody was going to get banged up. Somebody was going to play like crap. It's happened here in the form of Joseph Wall going down. So it's next man up. I'm just curious to see how this team responds, man. Because uh, 
oftentimes in recent memory, there's been a sag. They found a way, although again, they almost blew that game, but a big time goal to make it 4-2 for Willie. And uh, maybe they can grow with this and maybe this locks them in a bit more defensively, but there was a lot of concern for, for me watching that game where it's like, if Wool's not playing, it's probably 6-1 Ottawa. Yeah, that's the thing. They can't rely on that all the time. Any, any team that does rely on that is gets smacked around a lot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you have really good goaltending, it's it's pretty important to still play really well in front of him and be defensive juggernauts and and make sure you protect that side of the ice first. And then you can really, you know, that's how you go deep in the playoffs. It's just teams get frustrated. They can't score on you when you, they finally do penetrate your defense and, and get those chances. The goalie's there to shut the door and you just create frustration and guys start leaving the playbook, trying to do things on their own, trying to, you know, force things. And it's just a a recipe for, for frustration for the opposition. So I really want to see them do that, but constantly, I just don't know if they have the back end to even do that. Um, and to not give up those big chances every, every, uh, every night. And when, you know, say the DR playing good, it just seems like you're just leaving them out to dry half the time with some of the turnovers from the forwards being too offensive minded and and Mm -hmm. being too risky with the puck. So in my mind, if I was Sheldon Keefe right now, I'd be, I would be leaning on Guy Boucher. I would be doing tons of video. I would be explaining to the guys how unacceptable it is in this league to to play that offensive careless puck carelessness hockey it's it's not okay so i hope that's what's being preached but so far i just i just don't get the feeling that it is because it's it's constant i looked it up by the way uh, martin jones has one career outing against nashville and made 24 saves um and, and he better play well whoever plays in that game because uh, uc saros he's one of the best goaltenders on the planet and he's the projected starter for the Nashville Predators at Scotiabank Green on Saturday night. The following interview is brought to you by our friends over at Battlegrounds Axe Throwing. Book your holiday party now and stag exclusive Boxing Day and Break Week rates. To find a location and book your event, go to battlegrounds.com, battlegrounds.com. Why don't you tee up this interview and then send to it, Rosie? Here's your chance, buddy. Oh, yeah. Leafs morning take. We've got a returning Maple Leaf, two-time Maple Leaf. You remember him from his fresh face, 18-year-old days on the Maple Leafs. He's a Nashville Predator. Now he's coming back to get booed. (laughs) We'll see about that. Luke Shen, everyone. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Leafs Nation, we've got for you a man who needs no introduction. Most people know him as the human eraser, but his family calls him Luke Shan. Luke, thanks for joining us. How you doing? Hey, who knows if my family calls me that or not? You never know a dozer. <laughs> who knows what Jesse's calling you behind the scenes, eh? <laughs> oh, great to be on with you, boys. How we doing? Hey, we're good, man. Uh, we wanted to catch up with you. Obviously, you had your second tour around the sun in Toronto. Didn't work out with them for the re-sign. You find yourselves in Nashville right now. We got to ask you, how's the season going down south? Uh, I mean, 
personally, it was a bit of a tough start. I, uh, I got injured, um, you know, right after the first game there and uh, missed about seven weeks uh, with a, with a knee injury and came back and, you know, it's obviously a little bit tricky getting caught up to speed, but we're getting there and the team's kind of in the mix. I mean, um, you know, we didn't get off to the greatest start and we're hanging around games and even had some leads in games, but couldn't close them out and kind of dropping some points. But uh, as of, as of late, the boys have been playing a lot better and kind of climbed their way back in the mix and um, you know, it's real tight in our division and, and obviously conference fighting for wild card and that sort of thing. So every game is meaningful, but you know, guys are fighting hard and, and uh, you know, like I said, we're hanging around right now, which is good and, and kind of getting better as we go here with a, with a pretty young group. Shatter, the most important question I'll ask you in this interview, being a footy, uh, foodie, excuse me, uh, how's Nashville like for that, for, for the eats? It's good. It's good. I mean, uh, coming here, like even, you know, when I first started 15, 16 years ago, uh, man, oh man, has the city changed? Like just coming downtown to Broadway, there was not a lot going on. I think there was even one hotel. I remember we stayed at the Hilton right across the street from Bridgestone. And yeah, now there's tons of hotels and restaurants. And I mean, you go down there and it's, you go down there on the weekend, you can't even walk on the sidewalk. It's just shoulder to shoulder. It's crazy down here. And it's, uh, it's a hot spot to be in. Uh, the food scene's no different. So uh, definitely getting out uh, here and there with some guys and, and couples off the team. And it's been great so far. I can imagine using that Peloton behind you to work off some Desi after some barbecue <laughs> down there. Hey, oh, yeah, uh, buddy. <laughs> I believe it. Hey, we, uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about uh, after the season last year. Obviously, you got a chance to win a series with the Toronto Maple Leafs, which not a lot of men have done in the last many years you got that choice and uh didn't work out how was the contract negotiations going on were you talking mostly to dubis or did you let your your agent handle things and was shanahan involved in this we're curious about what's going on behind the scenes well i mean obviously you know things happen right after the year and, and you lose out in a tough series to florida um so you, like every year and you have your year meeting and yeah i met with kyle and and uh you know, his staff and obviously there's, you know, talk about coming back, you know, depending what was going to happen on his situation. And at the end of the day, I mean, this game, we all know it. It's, it's the game we all love, but it's, it's in reality, it's business. So, I mean, you're, you're talking to one guy who, you know, thought was going to be in charge and we all did. And then things change. And then, yeah, tree came in and had some good conversations with him too. And uh, yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, everyone wanted to, to make it work and, there's no secret, you know, I was started in Toronto and absolutely loved it there and got a chance second, second time around, which was, uh, you know, kind of like a, a dream come true in a way to get another chance to come back and play there and get uh, the chance to play in playoffs. But in reality, I mean, they're, uh, they're tight against the cap and, uh, you know, business side of things, unfortunately kind of came into it. And um, in saying that I'm real happy to be in Nashville too. I mean, Nashville is one of those places um I've always loved coming to on the road. One of my probably my favorite city, you know, in the entire league as far as visiting and um, you know, good up and coming team here. I got some good solid buddies who I played with in the past, like Ryan McDonough and O'Reilly and Tyson Berry and you know, a couple other good guys and I've known Barry Trotz for a long time. So um yeah, like I said, uh Toronto, I loved it there. Um, but like I said, business kind of gets in the way with the salary cap. It was a flat cap, and obviously they got some big boys to take care of there up front. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of the way things shook out. I've poisoned, uh, Rosie pretty quickly. Did you notice that with the tough questions? Like last year, when I interviewed you, you were looking at me like, wow, this guy's coming out gunslinging. But then we interviewed O'Reilly and like second question, you know, like you, you do an interview, it's like a buffer zone. The first couple of questions, you smooth the guy over. Yeah, Rosie's yeah, yeah. right into it, man. It's hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no small talk, no chit chat. We get to the hard, the hard hitting questions, but I know they're not hard hitting for you, Luke, because you played yourself right out of Toronto, man. You came there on a budget, played yourself, showed yourself. You were the guy on the back end there and uh, they just couldn't afford you with their cap situation. So I think Leafs nation understands and uh, you're not the bad guy in this interview. You're not. no. no. Nick. Yeah, no, I, I mean, honestly coming there the second time around, I mean, I, it was it was weird coming there. I don't know if there was like mixed reaction and kind of coming back. Obviously, I was there as a really young player and you know had some growing pains. Uh, you know, to say the least, I had some I had some great times there, and then some times where, you know, things kind of, you know, weren't, weren't uh, some adversity. I guess put it that way. Which at the, at the end of the day, I'm you know grateful for all the adversity I faced in the NHL. But 
you know, coming there the second time around, I was, I was actually feeling pretty confident coming in. I know there's a lot of outside opinions, but um, you know, just kind of what I gone through in my career, as far as, you know, being sent down before, to, uh, you know, being out of the lineups and other teams and kind of getting bounced around to being at the top winning. I kind of came in with just, uh, you know, a good mindset and really wanted to enjoy it. And, and uh, it, it worked out great. And like I said, I mean, got the chance to win a playoff series there and which was incredible. I never got the chance to play, you know, playoff hockey in Toronto. So that was uh, something I'll never forget. And like I said, I enjoy any, every bit of Toronto. And um, at the end of the day too, I, you know, the fan base has always been so, so good to me. Like I said, even through those ups and downs, uh, always feel, you know, appreciated there at the end of the day. And, and uh, you know, it, it was a great spot. Spill the tea. How how close were you to re-signing with this team? Like, I would love a behind-the-scenes look at how things went down. Nash signing a Nash. See, now I'm, I'm coming with the hard ones now. <laughs> well, when you come to Nashville for a beer, maybe we can break it down behind the scenes. Jay came, Jay came and met me for, for a couple beers at, at the Bluebird Nashville. So we broke it down a little bit there. But, Jay, you understand Nashville. You, you get it, right? Well, I think I uh, introduced you to the Bluebird Cafe, did I not? You did, you did in fact. You did. Where's that? Fact. I was living actually right around the corner, renting there uh, in Green Hills, which is off Broadway there. And uh-huh. uh, Jay told me it was the toughest ticket to get in town and said he was on the waiting list for two two months. And uh, he goes, well, I'm going there tomorrow night. And so, uh, you know, if you could meet us, that'd be great. But odds of you getting a ticket aren't great. And uh, showed up there, <laughs> you know, the next night and said, Jay, let's have a beer. And that's That's the way it shook out. And then where did you go right. after? You went, you went saw who after that? You snuck up, but who'd you go see after that? You went somewhere else, right? Uh, um, yeah, that night we went to Vance Joy down at the original nice. Grand Ole Opry. Uh, that was pretty wicked. And don't get it wrong, Luke, you were kicking rocks in the parking lot. No one knew who you were at that point. I told them I scrapped McGratton Center Ice a couple of years back and the, the doors just opened for you, bud. So enjoy that one. That one's on me. But uh, the Bluebird That's Cafe. That's exactly how no. it felt. It shook out exactly. <laughs> at the end of the day, you showed up in town and I got myself into places I never dreamed of. Buddy, yeah. you are the hookup master. I do know that. I remember when you were playing in Toronto, there was side deals galore. Dealerships were throwing cars at you. It was a, a nice place to be. But yeah, the differences between playing in a huge market team like Toronto and maybe a little bit more relaxed. What, what are some of the differences? I know obviously there's some pros and cons to both of them, but what adjustments do you make? What do you notice going from one market to the other? Well, obviously huge differences. You get off the ice from a morning skate, especially, you know, like a Saturday night game or I guess playoff game in Toronto. And you can't even get to your stall because there's so many media in the room, but it kind of, it kind of was funny how it worked out at the end. I feel like I knew every media member by, you know, first name and would always talk to them, not even, you know, sometimes about hockey, but just how's work going, how's your family? And it was kind of almost personal. So that never, ever bothered me. I know a lot of guys don't love the, uh, you know, maybe the extra sort of spotlight and scrutiny, I guess, that you'd be under, but I really didn't mind it the first time I was there or the last time. I mean, it just kind of goes with the territory and you're obviously, I I might have done one or two interviews the entire year so far. So Toronto, you you get that, you know, in a weekend. So uh, yeah, it's a little bit different, obviously, on that level. And just from, you know, for example, I go into my son's hockey practice, you know, you go to hockey and you're just kind of a, a hockey dad and no one really even asks about how the team's doing or the games or the schedule up and coming where, you know, I did that in Vancouver and Toronto, you know, being in a Canadian market and it's pretty much polar opposite where you go there, you're with your son and, you know, you're kind of just nonstop talking about the team. Right. So a little bit different on that scale. I, I, uh, you know, it's kind of cool to get both perspective and, you know, see both sides of it where it's nonstop, you don't get away. And then here it's like, does anyone even know what's going on? So, but in saying that, you know, no one, no one says anything to you outside the rink, but you show up to the rink and there's, you know, sold out building every single, every single game here. And uh, the building's rocking. And obviously that has a lot to do with, you know, the history of it, but you know, the location of the arena and people are looking to come down here and see a game and party right when the game ends or before the game. So it's uh, kind of a, kind of a crazy situation where, you know, people are loving it, but, you know, no one's really paying attention outside of it. I think you yeah. made a great decision, obviously financially, but like that market is incredible. Like who are you dealing with on a daily basis and basis like Chris Mason, Hal Gill, Lindsay Raleigh, like that's about it. Right. Like I remember way back when I went to Nashville and I got a media pass and I walked right up to Shea Weber, like good luck trying to walk up to Austin Matthews in Toronto, you know? 
Oh yeah. 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 No, I mean, yeah. Like the media team, obviously. And it's funny, like I played with, uh, you know, Chris Mason, we were talking about the other day on the plane. Um, I think I played with them like 2008 or 2009 world championships in Switzerland. So I played with them. Uh, Rosie and I played with, with Hal and Philly that one yeah. year. So, you know, these are kind of just ex teammates you play with. And then, yeah, they got a couple other media members and yeah, nothing's, uh, nothing's hard hitting. <laughs> they, there's usually a couple numbers on the board after a game and not like Toronto where it's like, a, you know, or Vancouver or whatever, where you're kind of always in it. But like I said, I, I didn't, that didn't bother me at all. It's just, totally different and another side of the spectrum where, you know, I've dealt with that in the past too. You know, you play in markets like Arizona or Tampa a little bit and then other markets like Toronto and Philly and Vancouver. So kind of seen both, both sides of it. And, uh, you know, one's probably not better than the other. It's just different. That's the best way to explain it. It's just very different. This is uh, arguably the hardest interview you're going to have to do this season. Uh, what do you think Saturday is going to be like? I, I think we talk about it way too much on this show, but video tributes. Do you think you're worthy of like a second video tribute here? What do you think that return is going to be like? I don't even know if I got the first one. I don't know. No, really? I, I, oh. I, I have no idea. I have no idea. I, I couldn't remember. I mean, uh, yeah, video tributes, they're uh, man, oh, man. It's getting ridiculous, right? It's getting a bit ridiculous. Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, video tributes. I mean, like back in the day, I played in the game where Matt Sundin first returned to uh, mm. Toronto, you know, when he's in Vancouver and like, that's a video tribute you got to see here. You know, sure. I got yeah. a really long time there. Like, you know, Curtis Joseph or guys like that. I mean, everyone gets one, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I was there. It was, it was a short stint the second time around, but it was uh, a really good stint. If, if that makes any sense, as far as, you know, being with the team at the best time of year down the stretch, fighting for playoff positioning, and then, you know, playing in the playoffs against Tampa in that first round, second round too, like that. It was just a an unbelievable time to play there and kind of always dreamt of getting a second chance to do it. Not sure if it ever, probably didn't think it'd ever become a reality, especially you know, the way my career was trending in, in certain spots. But, um, you know, to get the chance to do it again, it's, uh, I loved every bit of it. And like I said, I, I, love the the whole fan base and media everyone was, was great to me so i uh who knows i'm looking forward to going back though always do so hey shenner in, in real time did you have any clue that ryan o'reilly was signing in nashville too uh no no i mean we talked like he's yeah he's really close with with Braden. um and okay. obviously playing together in, in uh in st louis for a while there and then um you know, we, we kind of went our separate ways after the season ended. He obviously hangs out. Well, I think he went back to St. Louis to go pack up and stuff after the year ended in Toronto, went back there for a bit and had his kids in school. And I went back uh, to Kelowna and then, you know, we kept in touch a little bit. We actually connected on Tyson Berry's bachelor party. <laughs> so we chatted there, kind of, you know, lay the land, see where things were at and kind of, uh, you know, you talk a little bit, but you don't, you don't share too much, just kind of, you know, business is you know usually between you and your agent obviously you discuss certain uh situations but we both didn't really know just because so much was changing obviously in uh you know toronto just with with tree living coming in there and obviously some contracts they had to deal with internally with guys you know obviously like austin and other guys like that so um talked about it but obviously you know if you're not going to sign there there's certain other options that you know, I guess would, would be on your list. So yeah, you, you, you talk about certain things, but not really in detail and no one's shown each other their cards, but um, yeah, pretty, I'm pumped. He ended up here and he's been playing so good for us too. He's just the ultimate pro great leader. He takes care of everyone around and so good, you know, and gets young guys together with the old guys for dinner and first guy on the ice for practice. Last guy, just what everyone hears. It's, it's exactly what he does. He's a true pro and been around a long time. And uh, yeah, he's uh He's been a horse for us this year. We're lucky to have him. Lukey, uh, you know, coming into the league, you've always been that tough Sasky boy on the back end, but you know, you had other things going on. You're a puck mover. You've had some power play time. You're a killer, a big minute muncher. And you do, you step up when you have to always starting to be now where like, you know, maybe it's cause this league's gotten so goddamn soft, or maybe you just keep <laughs> becoming more of a human eraser as you get older, but you seem to be the guy that's, uh, when when push comes to shove and someone needs to step up for their teammates, you're the guy that does it now more often than not. And I mean, I look at your fight with Marcus Foligno the other night, 
And this guy's clearly done his homework on on you. He knows you're a lefty. He knows <laughs> your guy is going to stand up. He's blocking up a storm like it's the fucking Pride Fighting Championship or something. You still <laughs> pumped his eyes shut. But do you? Is it weird to be kind of in in the in the the latter part of your career on the back nine? You could say and and have to step up to that role even more than maybe you did when you were just a young buckaroo. First of all, I mean he's. That was the fourth time I fought him, and and he's Jesus. he's tough. I'm not, yeah, I'm not. I don't know how many he's times, a, eh? Yeah, and his brother twice, Nick twice too. I don't know some of those Felino boys. No, they're <laughs> they're. But the thing is, like, they're great guys. Like every time you fight these guys, like they're, you know, hey, giving you a wink in the penalty box, ask how you're doing. Like they're, you can just tell they're unbelievable guys, and obviously mutual connections and stuff like that. But uh, no, I mean, I think it's just like anything else. I mean, probably like you too. I mean, you the more you do it, you probably get a little more confident in it. And um, sometimes, you know, you get into it and it's, you, your, your part rate almost slows down. If that makes sense. Like before you're a little bit nervous and you got adrenaline going into, that's how I feel anyways. Like sometimes I'm like, okay, well, you know, now might be a good time in the game to step up here. If the team's kind of in one a little bit and we need a little, try to get them a little momentum swing or someone gets hit your adrenaline spikes for a second, but in the midst of it, you know, I feel like I'm always kind of slowing down a little bit and got a little bit more of a, I don't know, strategy or game plan or a bit more of an idea, I guess, of what to do. And at the end of the day, I mean, I, I don't claim to be the toughest guy or the most technical guy. I don't really take lessons or just kind of figure it out as you go in. But, uh, yeah, well, I mean, you, I, you're giving me goosebumps just talking about it. Nonetheless, uh, man, I, uh, I, I love I, what you do out there, human. Yeah. Well, you know what? Hey, in fairness, I, you can switch like no other. I, I don't got that one under my belt. I mean, I let, let the cat out of the bag here, but you, you could switch back and forth. Like it was insane watching you fight mid fight. And I'm like, you don't even know what's coming left or right. I mean, <laughs> most guys are a little more predictable. So yeah, obviously it doesn't happen like that too much anymore where you got guys who are that good and that technical, but there's some big boys there. Don't mean, you know, obviously there's some bigger boys in the league, like obviously Rebo and McDermott comes to mind and uh, Delorean and stuff like that. But no, there's a, there's some, some big boys out there. It's not like it once was, but you know, there's still some, uh, some guys who know what they're doing and um, it's still part of the game. I, no matter what anyone says, I think um, our team in particular, I think, you know, McCarron's probably gotten three or four this year. Jeremy Lazon's gotten probably four. Um, I'm trying to think who else, like Kiefer Sherwood's gotten a couple like there's, no matter what, like is there's still a need for it for sure. And uh, you know, our our team I think is still backing it up and you need to, in my opinion. So yeah, it's uh it's one of those things that I don't expect it to, uh, to ever calm down and go away. But yeah, it's uh it's nice to get one every once in a while, as you know. Rosie, I'm surprised you haven't gone on a tangent yet about the Maple Leafs, how they should do more of that and how they're fucking soft as shit. So maybe <laughs> next next time we interview Shannon, we can talk about that. Yeah, we'll touch on it then. I think he knows full well we don't need to beat a dead horse. I haven't heard you go off on that in a while. So, I mean, uh, yeah. I'm I think sure I might have said sure. something about Mitch Marner is more interested in wondering where he left his Coachella hat this morning on the show. So, Hey, I'd put Mitch on my team all day, every day. That guy's the best. I love him. He's, he's uh, I don't know, he plays, in my opinion, like the right way, PK, PP, and puts up a ton of points and, how many Fords do you see blog 23 minutes a night? Like he's, he does it all. I, he's uh and he's an unbelievable guy. I just want to leave you with this. I know you've been tracking our, uh, our YouTube progression at the Leafs nation 401 as you just brought up. Uh, Bruce Boudreau actually filled in as my co-host on Friday and Monday. And I, I tell you, okay. Rosie's job is in jeopardy, man. Big time jeopardy. Bruce is the, yeah, I love Bruce. He's, um, you know, he came in obviously halfway through the year in a tough situation in Vancouver, as far as where the team was at. And he just, you know, he's just like a happy-go-lucky guy at the rink. And, I mean, he's just so approachable and easy to talk to. And, you know, he'll he'll call you into his office and you think, you know, you're going to start talking about hockey or whatever. Next thing you know, you're in his office for half an hour just talking about everything else besides your own game. And, yeah, he's just uh, – I mean, there's a reason why he's been around a long time and players who play for him got a ton of respect for him. So, I mean – Obviously, like I said, it's one of those things. The business is the business side of things. But on a personal note, Bruce is uh, an unbelievable guy. And he, he helped me out a lot in my career and, um, you know, gave me a great opportunity. And, uh, yeah, I see him do a lot of media these days. He's he's definitely staying in the mix for sure. 
There you have it. Uh, Luke Shen, nearly 20 minutes <laughs> with Luke Shen. I love you. You weren't even looking at the screen. You weren't ready for that, were you? We're back. <laughs> Got a little, <laughs> Got a little hey, caught up. this Max Domi tweet? No. Does he know something we don't know? He's like, let's uh, LFG Blue Jays. This hysteria is insane to me. I think that just means let's go. Let's hopefully land him. Uh, uh, I don't know. When you're Max Domi, your dad's tie knows some people is connected. We'll see about that. I hope that's true. How do you like that interview? I thought it was fun. Uh, a little disappointed he didn't take my bite on the whole, like, how close were you question. Like, even Ryan O'Reilly sort of answered it, but Shannon wanted no part of it. There's no chance I'm going to Nashville to have a beer with that guy. Okay. You're <laughs> I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Maybe one day we'll find out the answer. I don't think we need the answer. I think it, to me, that was my read, Rosie. Like, it was abundantly clear why he's not a Maple Leaf. She got what? What was it? Four and a half sheets a year or three and a half? What was the final total? Something like that. But it just blew. It wasn't, it was probably double what the Leafs could offer him. So he, they weren't close. Exactly. I mean, he played himself yeah. right out of Toronto. He played so well that his, his value was sky high and they didn't have that in the book. So away she goes. It is what it is. Yeah, I was reading the tea leaves as to what you were saying in that interview, and uh, it was abundantly clear. He got three years, 2.75 mil per season. In retrospect, man, I would have paid the guy. It's kind of looking like we would have really used him at that number eight about now, hey? Well, especially, I mean, just, again, it's so hard. Hindsight's so hard. But let's say you don't sign Klingberg 4.15. You give Schenner, you probably have to give him three. Because of the whole tax situation in Nashville, he's probably like, you know what I mean? Like you probably know more about that, but you probably give him three. That still leaves you like just over a million bucks to like use somewhere else. What are you going to get for a mill though? And uh, yeah. yeah, I know it's a tough decision. I mean, say he's here and he, and he's not, you know, performing as well as you want. All of a sudden it's like, man, we, you know, it's, 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 it's hard to know what the future holds and hindsight's 2020, but uh, yeah. I just don't think they had the cap space to get them done. Well, thanks to Shanner for, uh, for popping on. Nevertheless, uh, very curious to see if he gets another video tribute. He should get one very beloved. Love the guy. Great interview. Uh, classy. And uh, I'm sure he'll get a nice cheer back at Scotiabank Arena. Probably a bigger one than Ryan O'Reilly. I'm curious to see how people respond to O'Reilly. Although it's the wrong market, like Leafs fans don't care. They're there. It's a Saturday night. It's going to be quiet. Well, it might be a bit louder, especially if the Otani news goes down than normal. But like, it's not an arena where I would fear as a player to go into. Like, no, I'm going to get booed. Oh, my goodness. In Toronto. I don't know if they'll even. My Shenner might get some attention, but I don't think he wasn't here long enough to get too much of uh, anything, was he? If no, put it this way. Florida Panthers roll into town like two weeks ago. Did Sam Bennett get booed? Like, if guys like that are not getting booed, there's no chance you can boo Ryan O'Reilly for choosing to go elsewhere, man. That's the way I, I mean. I'm big on that type of shit. I think most of the people, especially in the lower bowl, won't even know who's playing, so <laughs> it is what it is. Very factual. You're bang on as per usual. Let's wrap with this. Brought to you by Botano, the 2023 EGR winner for both the Best Sportsbook Operator of the Year and Best In-Play Sports Operator Awards. The game starts now. I like the Leafs. In regulation against Nashville again. I called my shot on Thursday, did I not? I said Leafs in regulation. It was sticking out that neck. And boy, oh boy, yeah. they tried to fuck me. But we got the job done. And so I think it was a 4-0 week. Uh, we're trying to go 5-0. and uh, Give me the Leafs in regulation against the Nashville Predators. Hoofta, hoofta. Interesting. I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to sit and think on it before I tell you, my guy. I'm, uh, you know, third okay. string Tendy Austin's MIA. We will see. I'm gonna, I it's a chance I could tell you. I like the positivity. I certainly do. Um, I hope you're right. Change of pace. Change of pace from yours truly. But uh, yeah, it's been a fun Very week, true. Rosie. We've got a lot accomplished. You got two, uh, three. I mean, Bruce Boudreaux's co-hosting. Uh, show's doing well. I think the show's doing well. I hope people enjoy it. And I'll give him another algorithm like lesson. Button, man. I'm tired of this shit. Hit the like button. It's bad when I'm teaching algorithm uh, <laughs> No, You were like talking oh. yesterday. I'm like, what is he? this guy's like talking algorithms for like two minutes. What is he talking about? How many videos has Rosie posted on our YouTube page? <laughs> I don't know how. How many was I involved in? All of them. A lot. Like a good 
78% because you're not here sometimes, but I get that. Oh boy. Brucey. No, you're good, man. With, you're the star of the show. In love so, with uh, Bruce. Great stuff. Why don't you go, uh, next why don't you week's going to be busy Bruce as well. Call daddy. Go call Bruce. We're done here. Yeah. We're going to get Gabby on at some point again, but yeah, Monday show, we got Jason Blake coming on. That should be good. We got the back to back against the uh, Islanders and Rangers coming up. And again, uh, a lot of question marks heading into the weekend. We'll get some answers as soon as Saturday here, Rosie. Yes, sir. Hopefully it's a big weekend for news and hopefully we get some wall news and it turns out, hey, it's not that bad. Yeah, imagine he just shows up and he plays on Saturday. Very, very doubtful on that front. But thanks to everybody in the chat. Again, hammer that like button. Hit us with a subscription. Uh, again, we're bringing the heat, so return the favor for us. Uh, least Morning Take, wherever you find your podcast. And many thanks to producer Aaron for Jay Rosal. I'm Nick Alberga. We bid you farewell until Monday. Have a great weekend. Thank you for watching Leafs Morning Take. Hit that subscribe button and never miss a show. And for more, visit theleafsnation.com. T-H-E-L-E-A-F-S-N-A-T-I-O-N.com. If you don't know how to spell the Leafs Nation, you know what I mean? Um, but hey, sometimes you never know.